say that too quick and get all tied up. Midweek recharge. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, as you come in, uh, before you get comfortable, go ahead and share. Uh, I'm doing that right now. I'm sharing to a couple of places right now. Uh, so make sure you do that. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, again, remember you have to uh, copy the link uh, and you have to be intentional uh, in who you send it to. All right. Uh, so let's make sure that we that we do that. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't want to waste any time tonight. Uh, we want to go ahead and get started. We want to go ahead and um, make sure that we uh, maximize our time uh, and make sure that we uh, take advantage of the time that we have together. Uh, I pray that everybody's having a blessed week so far. Uh, this is hump day, but that's all right because you got a midweek recharge right here uh, with abundant faith. So with that being said, y'all, let's go ahead and pray. Let's jump right in. We're still in our series, I Want More, Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, I'm excited about uh, what God has done so far uh, as we've been in this study, uh, as well as I'm excited about where God is taking us currently. Uh, and and I, I just really believe that uh, we need to we need to get this out to as many people as possible. I believe that uh, if we look at the principles, uh, Matter of fact, Dr. Darius Daniel says, even if he wasn't a follower of Jesus, that he would be uh, a student of Jesus. He, he would study Jesus uh, because even if you don't subscribe to uh, the religious beliefs, uh, the things that Jesus taught, the things that are in Scripture um, morally and practically are uh, are good. So. Uh, we want to just do whatever we have to do to get this out to as many people as possible. Okay. All right. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pray and we will we'll go ahead and jump right in. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this time together. We thank you for uh, your word and we thank you for your spirit that gives us understanding of your word. Now, God, we just ask that as we uh, spend this time together and spend this time with you, that you will make all of us better than we were before we came. God, we honor you, bless you, and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I know it's, listen, it's a lot going on. If anybody knows that, uh, it's me. Uh, I, it's, it's a lot going on today, tonight even. Um, earlier today, there was uh, the presidential inauguration and, you know, all the, the festivities behind that. And uh, it's, it's, it's just been a busy day. Uh, but I'm so glad that uh, those of you who are here uh, have 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 been intentional uh, to make time for the things of God. Uh, so we're going to continue uh, in our series, y'all. I want more fruit of the spirit. Uh, tonight's discussion is on goodness. It's on goodness. It's on goodness. Um, it was pretty interesting for me uh, even doing this study. Uh, some of these aspects of the fruit of the spirit. Uh, some of them uh, require a little bit more of a deeper dive when you go into the study process and trying to uh, deliver content and information. Uh, it, it requires a little bit more of a deeper dive. It requires a little bit more, uh, you know, 
than, than, than surface level. Some things, you know, they got, you know, the, what we refer to as the low hanging fruit or, you know, the stuff you can reach pretty easily. But some of these things, uh, you got to dig in a little bit. And for me, for me, goodness was one of those things, uh, as well as what we talked about on Sunday. Kindness was also one of those things because uh, it, it can be it, it can be over overly simplified sometimes, you know, kindness the act of being kind and goodness, the act of being good, right? So like, how do we really go into a whole study uh, about these types of words? And so I was pretty, I, I was pretty interested uh, to see how God will pull it all together. Uh, and I believe that the content tonight uh, is both practical uh, and, and a little interesting uh, as we look at uh, the concept of goodness, we're going to talk from the subject, good God, good God. And I, and I know that that is going to uh, make a little bit more sense to you as we move forward. Uh, actually, probably right here at the beginning, uh, we'll explain why uh, this was called uh, good God. All right. Um, our, our sort of anchor uh, text for tonight, our anchor scripture for tonight. Uh, is actually going to come from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11. We'll put it up for you, but it reads this way. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling. Oh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not what I want. That's not what I want. Wait, wait, wait. Mm, that's not what I want. Uh, hold on, y'all. That's all right. That's all right. Work with me. Or is that what I want? Let me go back. Who y'all pray for me? Oh, okay. That is what I want. I'm sorry. All right. So um, I got my notes mixed up. Okay. So to this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. Okay. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. So the reason why that's our anchor scripture for tonight is because this particular text helps us to really understand, and we'll, we'll dig deeper into it, but what it does is it helps us to understand that, that, we, that we are in need of a good God in order to be good, okay? That, that's, essentially, that's essentially what this is all about. Okay, we're in need of a good God in order to be good. Okay, so what, what what do we mean by that? So we understand we've talked about this for the last few weeks in order to exhibit the fruit of the spirit. In order to exhibit the fruit of the spirit or let me let me let me let me back up in order. And yeah, in order to exhibit the fruit of the spirit, it has to come from a strong root Any any fruit comes from a strong root. I know it rhymes. That wasn't the, you know, <laughs> that wasn't the intent, but, but any fruit comes from a strong root. It, you can't, you can't get fruit 
with a bad root. You can't, it, it just won't produce. So in order for us to exhibit the fruit of the spirit, we must be rooted in God because we only have access to the spirit through God, through Jesus Christ. Do we have access to the spirit and the spirit can then use us, right? And then people should be able to see evidence of the spirit in us, but you can only exhibit the fruit of the spirit if you are rooted in God. I hope that's making sense. So, so here, here's, here's something uh, that really uh, a concept, a thought, a principle, a theology that really um, I, I, I struggled with uh, how to say it or if I should say it. But I want to give you this. Before we go deep into the study, I want to give you this. As it pertains to goodness and really any of the fruit, of, any aspects of the fruit of the spirit, any aspects of the fruit of the spirit. We can only appreciate them and adopt them. We cannot produce them on our own. I hope that's making sense. I hope that's making sense. It's like, it's like, it's like if you are, if you are a barren woman or a sterile man, you can appreciate children and you can adopt children but you cannot produce children, okay? Same thing with the fruit of the Spirit. You cannot, we, we don't have the capacity or the ability to do anything other than appreciate or adopt. We don't have the, we don't have the ability to produce it on our own. And so goodness is no different. We don't have the, the capacity to produce goodness what we do is we appreciate God's goodness and then we adopt that. Okay. So because we're rooted in the spirit, we now have an appreciation for the goodness of God. That, that is what led us to being rooted in the spirit. And then we can begin to adopt his characteristics or he can begin to show evidence of him in us, but we are unable to produce them on our own. Okay. Now, I told you I, I struggled with how to say that or if I should say that because that might confuse some people, might rub some people the wrong way because some people feel like, you know what, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And as we'll look, as we'll uh, discuss later in the study, is that in comparison to who? Right? But, but, but let's stay here for a second. L let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 18. Mark 10, 18. Reads this way. So Jesus is talking. Um, is, this is just a real short clip, a, a short excerpt of a, a larger conversation. But Jesus is talking and Jesus says, it says, and Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Jesus says, why do you call me good? No, nobody's good except God alone. Now, here's what we got to understand. Of course, we know that Jesus was God in the flesh or is God in the flesh. So if God is good, then Jesus is good also. But right now in this particular text, Jesus is functioning in his humanity and he's trying to get humanity to understand that man does not have the capacity to be good. Only God is good. And the goodness that man exhibits and or experiences is a byproduct of a good God. Does that make sense? I hope that's making sense. I hope that's making sense. 
Um, and so and so as we as we go into this study of goodness, we understand I, I need us to really understand. I need to I needed to lay this foundation uh, in hopes that we could all understand that that the only real way. The only real way to 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 exhibit goodness is through God. OK, all right. So so if we know that the only real way to exhibit goodness is through God, then the question then becomes we, we, this is Bible study. So we got to learn the question then becomes what is goodness? What is it? What is goodness now? Um, uh, I. I looked up goodness. I pulled out three definitions for goodness, um, and they'll all. I'm gonna read them right now, but they'll all go uh, on your screen separately because the the three definitions are gonna function uh, as as sub points tonight. Um, but just real quick, just so you can get it in your hearing, just real quick. Goodness. Uh, definition number one for goodness: the state or quality. The state or quality of being good or moral excellence. Okay, definition number two, excellence of quality. Very similar definition, but not exactly the same. Definition number three, which is my favorite, the best part of anything. All right, so we got the state of quality, the state or quality of being good or moral excellence, excellence of quality, and the best part of anything. Okay. Now, if you haven't already, I, I really, really, really need you to share this because we're getting ready to really get into this thing. And, and I don't want anybody to miss this because from point one to three, it, it's jam packed with information. Um, so so go ahead and share. Uh, share even now. OK. All right. First, first thing. First definition revolves around moral excellence. OK, that's your first point. Moral excellence moral excellence or the state or quality of being good or moral excellence okay all right now here's what we have to understand because because y'all y'all heard me say that we don't have the ability or the capacity to produce the fruit of the spirit on our own the only thing we can do is appreciate and adopt OK, so what we need to understand about morality, because if a part of goodness is moral excellence, we first need to really understand uh, morality. And here's the kicker about morality. Morality is actually subjective. OK, which means that that it revolves around or, or it's decided by the individual. OK, so 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 for uh, in a real sense, what morality, uh, the concept of morality uh, can change depending on who you ask. Now, now we do have we do have collective, uh, you know, areas that we agree on collectively. Uh, there's certain things, you know, in our society that that everybody can agree on. This is immoral or this is moral. Right. But for the most part, morality uh, is, is really subjective and, and in a real sense can be uh, um, can be heightened or lessened depending on what an action or a person is being compared to. OK, so so it's subjective. So uh, a, a lot of times if you take, uh, you know, uh, college level uh, theology, philosophy, uh, psychology or even sociology, 
Um, and they start talking about, you know, things like morality and ethics. If you take an ethics class, uh, things like that, there's oftentimes the narrative where uh, the discussion revolves around uh, whether or not uh, uh, you should kill one person to save a thousand. Okay, because because murder is morally wrong. But what if this wrong action is for a greater good? Right. So 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 the, so in these discussions, you've got some people who say, you know, it, it, it's my moral responsibility to save the thousand. So so I, I it's my responsibility to kill the one so that I can save the thousand. And then you'll have other people who say, you know, well, well, no, it, it's nobody's right to take somebody's life. So if the one kills a thousand, then the one has to be responsible for his actions. But it's not somebody else's responsibility to kill the one because murder is still immoral, regardless of whether you kill one or a thousand. And so this is, you know, oftentimes just a revolving door of conversation. But the only reason why I bring that up tonight is to prove the point that oftentimes morality can be subjective. Okay, now, when you take a concept like goodness or morality and it is uh, decided subjectively in the mind of an imperfect person, it often leads to failure. Okay, when you when you when you take a principle like morality or goodness and you and you let it be subjectively decided by an imperfect mind, it oftentimes leads to failure. Okay? So, so, with that being said, with that being said, what we really need to understand is, as people, more specifically as children of God, we need to understand that, that we, uh, that if goodness is... Uh, a part of the fruit of the spirit. And the only thing we can do with the fruit of the spirit is to appreciate it and adopt it. We need to understand this about goodness. This is a harsh reality. Please don't turn me off. Give me time to explain. But, but let me explain something to you. As a human being, you do not have, in the, pure, in the purest sense, you do not have the capacity to be good. You can only do good. One more time. Please, please, please don't turn me off. I'm explaining it. I promise you I am. But one more time. As a human being, you do not have the capacity to be good. You can only do good. Mark 10, 18 just told you, Jesus out of his own mouth says, the only one that's good is God. So when you say, I'm a good person, what you really should be saying is, I'm a person that does good things. Because the truth of the matter is, there, there's some, and y'all have heard this before, there's some, there's some good in the worst of us and some bad in the best, uh, in the best of us. And we don't, but, but we don't really have the capacity to be good. We can only do good. And we only do good because God is good. So, so we need to understand 
we, we need to understand we got we to gotta come off our high horse a little bit and stop saying, well, I'm a good person because in reality, that's not true because sin prevents us from being good. Our nature is not good. Our character is not good. Sin prevents us from being good. But, but we do have the capacity to do good. All right? Now, let, let me, let's, let's, let's look at this real quick. I don't want you to take my word for it. Uh, I never want you to take my word for it. Let's look and see what the Bible has to say. Look at Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, verses 19 and 20. Paul says this. Very familiar to many of you. Paul says this. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. One more time. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So here's the thing. Paul says, there are a lot of times in my life where I want to do the right thing and I don't do the right thing. But the reason why I don't do the right thing is because of the sin that's living in me. So the sin prevents us from doing, from being good. And in many cases, sin can prevent us from doing good. So we got to understand that there is a difference between being good and doing good. And sin is the factor that causes us not to be either one. All right. I, I hope that's making sense. I hope that's making sense to everybody. So when we talk about moral excellence or the state or quality of being good, we have to understand that the reality is we don't have moral excellence. Because excellence implies perfection. Excellence, excellence even goes beyond above average. Excellence is perfection. It's the difference between getting an A on a test and getting a perfect score on the test. There, there's a difference. Okay, so we don't have the capacity for moral excellence. The only reason why we can even be morally average is because we have a God that is morally excellent. I hope that's making sense to everybody. If this is your first time with us, please remember you can always put your uh, questions in the comment section uh, and I will do my best to answer them uh, in real time. Uh, I hope this is making sense to everybody. I hope uh, y'all didn't turn me off. Okay, now we're going to keep moving. Uh, let's move to point number two. Point number one was moral excellence. Point number two, more of excellence. Point number one was about moral excellence. Point number two is about more of excellence. OK, because definition number two is excellence of quality. All right. So. Very simple concept to understand. Write this down if you're taking notes. The only way to head in the direction of moral excellence. Is to get more of excellence. 
And if we can agree that that level of excellence only exists in God himself, then in order for us to go toward the path of moral excellence, we have to get more of God. The fruit of the spirit, the 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 the. the uh, examples that we give to show that the spirit of God lives in us, the closer we get to God, the more our lives should resemble a, a, a godly or holy lifestyle. So the closer you get to God, the, strength, the stronger your relationship is with God, the more goodness you should be able to exhibit. All right? So, the only way to moral excellence is to get more of excellence. And the only way to get more of excellence is through the God of excellence. The Bible says in the book of Genesis that at, at creation, God looked around every time he made something. and He said, yeah, this is good. He said, he, he, he said, let there be light. This is good. He separated the land from the waters. This is good. He put animals, uh, uh, he, he put uh, the stars in the sky and the, and the sun and the moon. He said, this is good. He put uh, uh, the, 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 the birds in the air and the fish in the sea. He said, this is good. He put, he put uh, foliage and, and, and grass and flowers and trees. He said, this is good. He created man. And when he created you, he said, this is very good. Uh, and so what we understand is that we serve a God of excellence. Excellence, everything he do he does is good to the highest level. Okay? So he's the God of excellence. So the only way to moral excellence is to get more of excellence. And the only way to get more of excellence is through the God of excellence. Let's look at uh, some more scripture. I love Bible. First John, first John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. Or I'm sorry, first John chapter 1, verse 5. First John chapter one, verse five. All right, y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to y'all got to share. Y'all got to share because we, we we ain't going to be here long tonight. This is a lot of it's a lot of stuff packed into this little bit of time that we're going to spend together. All right. First John chapter one, verse five says this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no dark. God is light. God is light. God is light. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. Pastor, what's that got to do with us serving a God of excellence? Because when we understand the imagery behind the statement that God is light and in him, there is no darkness. What we really understand is that that darkness is simply the absence of light. OK, darkness cannot be measured. Light can be measured. Light can be measured. Uh, light, light can bring power. Uh, you can measure light in wattage. Uh, but darkness cannot be measured because darkness is in a real sense, not a thing itself, but the absence of a thing. And when the Bible says that God is light and there is no darkness in him at all, what the Bible is saying is, is that God is perfect and he lacks nothing. Because if darkness is the absence of light and God is light and there is no darkness in him, that means nothing is absent in God. So if we have a God that's missing nothing, then we then serve a God that can provide everything. If we have a God that's missing nothing, that's absent of nothing, then we serve a God that can provide any and everything. 
So we serve a God of excellence. So the only way to moral excellence is to get more of excellence. And the only way to get more of excellence is through the God of excellence. He's perfect. He lacks nothing. Everything he does is excellent. Now, we can come in and mess it up. But but what he does it is excellent. As a matter of fact, God is so excellent that God will do a thing that looks bad initially, but he does it so well that it still comes out good. It wasn't part of the list tonight, but y'all don't know the text for all things work together. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. God can take something that wasn't good and turn it around and make it good because he's that good. All right. So if we understand that the only way to moral excellence is to get more of excellence and the only way to get more of excellence is through the God of excellence, then we, it makes sense. Aha, this is why I have to be born again. This is exactly why. This is exactly why I have to be born again, because because. Uh, we, we'll put it up. I know we don't need to, but Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. For for, uh, for we understand um, one of my favorite passages of scripture, one of the most familiar passages of scripture. Uh, for all who are in Christ, uh, you're a new creation. If anyone's in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Old things. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. So the God of excellence says, listen, you're a sinner, but because I'm so good and because I'm lacking nothing, I can provide to you any and everything. So one of the things that I'm going to provide to you is salvation. And what salvation does is it takes away the old stuff. It takes away the old, the old stuff, the bad stuff, the stuff that's not good. And it makes you new again. And now when you're born again, you're born in the spirit. You're reborn in the spirit. Jesus had to teach this to Nicodemus when Nicodemus comes to him by night and says, uh, uh, how, how, how can I be saved? And Jesus said, you got to be born again. Nicodemus says, how can a man be born again? How can he go back into his mother's womb and be born a second to be reborn by the spirit? You got to have a spiritual rebirth, because if you have a spiritual rebirth at the point of rebirth, now you have the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit can begin to exhibit proof of its existence, of his existence in and through your life. All right? Everybody got that? I know we're moving quickly, but I don't think it takes us a long time to get the point across, but if y'all need me to slow down and repeat it, let me know. All right? So, so we got uh we got moral excellence, more of excellence. And then here's my favorite part. We're going to end here. This might be the shortest Bible study in abundant faith history. But here's the reality, y'all. Before we even get to the third point, here's the reality. If, if you don't know by now that God is good, we need to have another conversation. Okay? Because, because now I need to... I, I need, I, if, if you don't know by now that God is good, then we need to go back to the basics and have a salvation conversation. Okay? But for, for those of us who have walked with God for any amount of time, I don't care if you got saved today. The fact that you got saved today means that you looked back over your life and realized how messed up you are and were and how good God is. And that's how you 
came to the point of salvation. So if you've walked with God for any amount of time, you could testify all day to how good God is. I mean, you could even look at the bad situations in your life and look at how they could have been a whole lot worse, but God was so good. You can look at the good situations in your life and, and, and say, it, this only happened because God is so good. You can look at the amazing situations in your life and you can say to yourself, I planned it to be good, but God made it better than good. If you've walked with God for any time, you should be able to testify to the goodness of God. So I don't feel like we need to spend all night talking about how good God is. My only mission tonight is to simply highlight how good God is as a means to show you how you can then pull from his goodness and show his goodness in your life. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's go to the final point. Point number three. Let's go to point number three. So point number one, let's recap real quick. Point number one, moral excellence, because definition number one was the state quality of being good. Then point number two was more of excellence because definition number two was excellence of quality. All right. And then point number three, y'all, this is my favorite. I love it. Point number three is more than excellent. Because definition number three is goodness is the best part of anything. I'm, I'm telling y'all, this, 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 this fruit of the spirit study got really got me in a space where I'll be ready to holler on a Wednesday night. And I don't holler on Wednesday nights. But but the this this particular lesson, I'm, can, listen, <laughs> the, the best part of anything, when, when you think about, when you think about God, when you think about Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made for you, when you think about the Holy Spirit and how it leads and guides you and, and then got the nerve for the definition to be the best part of anything. Listen, that, that 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 works me up. That works me up. But 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 God is more than excellent. And because God is more than excellent, then I can do some good every now and then because of the God that lives in me. All right. So uh, um, more than excellent, more than excellent. OK, so we can do good. We can do good, y'all, because God is good. We can do good because God is good. All right. One more time. We can do good only because God is good. Well, pastor, how does that apply to a non-believer? We can do good only because God is good. See, and see, we talked about this on Sunday with, with kindness because the, the God is so good. That, that he sent his son to die for people who wouldn't even accept it. Yeah, he, he, he even died for the people who wouldn't accept it, but it only applies to the people who would accept it. But God is just that good. So we can do good because God is good. Let's look at some more scripture. Let's see what David has to say. Psalm uh, uh, 34, Psalm 34, uh, verse 8. Psalm 34, verse 8 reads this way. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. 
we can do good because God is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. So, so here's the thing. The Bible says that if you just try God, you'll begin to realize how good God is. And when you take refuge in him or when you allow yourself to be consumed or wrapped up in him, you're now blessed because of that. And because we are blessed, we're able to be a blessing. See how that came full circle? We can do good because God is good. God is good. Hey, taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay, I tasted and seen. God, you really are good. Now I'm taking my refuge in you. I'm, 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 I'm submerging myself in you. And because you're so good, now I can do good because you're so good. All right? Because God is more. He Listen, the reason why. The only reason why he's the God of excellence is because there is not a word a, a, a word above excellent. There, we, we, don't have, we don't have the type of vocabulary to go beyond excellence. So excellent is the best we can do. So we got to actually settle for excellence. But God is more than excellent. He, he's more than excellent. Uh, so we can do good because God is good. All right. Now, here's what I love about his goodness. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I had to trim this down because I have so many scriptures about the goodness of God. But we can do good because God is good. But this is what I love about his goodness. One of the things that I love about his goodness is that his goodness never leaves. It never leaves. It never leaves. Uh, but but but. And we'll let me not jump the gun. His goodness never leaves. Let's look at let's look at Psalm uh, 23, 6. Y'all know Psalm 23 by heart, but let's look at verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So get this, y'all. Here's what got me excited, because not only does his goodness never leave, but I can never leave his goodness. Y'all, y'all, come on, y'all. I know, I know it's hump day, y'all, but this is your midweek recharge. This is your recharge. Not only does his goodness never leave, but you can never leave his goodness. Why? Because the Bible says that his goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Even when I try to get away from his goodness, I can't. Even even if I made an attempt to escape his goodness, I couldn't. His goodness and his mercy will follow me all the days of my life. It, it, it just, I mean, wherever I go, his goodness is there. Where, wherever I find myself, his goodness is there. Even if I find myself in a bad situation, his goodness is there. He said, even if I make my bed in hell, you're right there with me. It, it doesn't matter how bad my situation looks. The goodness of God is it is with me even in a bad situation because God is just that good his goodness never leaves and not only does his goodness never leaves but I can never leave his goodness 
Is this your, this your midweek recharge, y'all? You might as well get what you need while we're here. You might as well get what you need while we're here because you don't know what, what's coming down the road. You don't know what issues you're getting ready to face tomorrow or maybe even later tonight. You don't know what problems you're about to have. You don't know who about to work your nerves. You don't know who about to take something that belongs to you. You don't know how you're going to be tired. You don't, know, you don't know what's coming down the road. But what you can guarantee yourself is that no matter where I go, his goodness will follow me wherever I go. I, I can't get away. I can't get away. I can't get away from his goodness. There's no way I can escape his goodness. But then the definition says that goodness is, in fact, the best part of anything. And so if his goodness is the best part of anything, then I understand that regardless of what happens in my life, it's God that's the best part of my life. Let's keep let's keep going. We got one more passage of scripture we're going to look at. Y'all, let's go back to first John, first John, chapter two, verse two. First John, chapter two, verse two says uh, he himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of the world. His goodness is the best part. His goodness is the best part. Even in a bad situation, his goodness is in that bad situation. So here it is. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. The sins of the whole world. Sin is not a good thing. But the best part about sin is that we got a savior that died and made sacrifice for our sin. And not only did he sacrifice himself for our sin, but the sin of the entire world. His, his Listen, God, his, God's goodness is the best part. It's, it's, it's his goodness. Uh, another uh, another word for his goodness is his mercy. Uh, the Bible says that, that, that it's because of his mercies that we are not consumed. It's because because of his goodness that we are not consumed is because of his goodness that the thing that should have taken you out of here made you stronger and prepared you for the next level. It's because of his goodness that the thing that should have taken your life gave you a new appreciation for the God of life. It's because of his goodness that you should have been outside your mind and in somebody's insane asylum. But because of his goodness, he didn't allow the enemy to take hold of your mind. It's because of his goodness goodness that you were able to forgive somebody who clearly did you wrong. It's because of his goodness. His goodness is the best part. And even in a world of sin, his goodness is the best part. Why? Because he even in sin provided a sacrifice that could atone for us and not only us, but for the sin of the entire world. Listen, we serve a good God. And because we serve a good God, y'all, we should be able to be good to somebody. We should be able to do good for somebody because God has been so good to us. We don't have no right to turn our nose up at nobody else because God was still good to you even in your raggediest of moments. God was still good to you even in your most uh, disobedient moments. God was still good to you even when you ain't have enough sense to know that it was because of his goodness that you were being kept. Y'all, it's because of his goodness. We serve a good God, and if God can be good to us, then we should be able to do good every now and again, and somebody should be able to see that the Spirit of the Lord lives in us, not because I'm good all the time, but because God is good all the time. All right? 
I hope that made sense, y'all, because that's it. That's that that that's Bible study for tonight. So I I really I really hope that that made sense to y'all. I really hope you got everything you needed. The concept of goodness it, it it's not really it's not really hard to understand. But I don't want us to overly simplify it. I need us to understand that you don't have any goodness. You're only using the goodness of God. You only have the ability to appreciate and adopt. So you're using God's goodness. But that's all right because that's a sign that you have relationship with him. And that's what the fruit of the spirit is all about. The fruit of the spirit is all about exhibiting characteristics that show that God is, in fact, the head of your life. All right. All right. That's all I got, y'all. Let's get ready to pray. Uh, before we do, a couple of quick announcements. I need everybody to know uh, that if you uh, have been uh, or continue to be blessed by this ministry, uh, listen, January, we on the tail end of January. Uh, many of us need to, uh, we, we need to uh, lay the foundation of our faith for all of 2021. 2021 is our year of recovery. I believe that God is, is giving back people things that they have lost. I believe that God is, is uh, used 2020 uh, as a surgical time in some of, some of our lives. And, and now you're in the recovery room and I believe that you're going to bounce back stronger than you were before. So many of us need to be planting seed, a seed of faith, uh, just to show God, God, I'm, I'm trusting you in this season. And I'm trusting that as I plant this seed, that you will, uh, that you will, uh, bear fruit from it. So, uh, if you've been blessed by this ministry and you want to plant your seed, you want to give, you can do so, uh, 24 seven, but you can do so even now we'll put the information up on the screen. You can send it into the church. Uh, you can do cash app dollar sign abundant faith church, uh, or you can go to afccindy.com, uh, to the give tab there. All right. Uh, also, as always, if you uh, if you say, you know what, I, I, I get it now. Pastor, I listen to everything you said tonight. I know that I'm not capable of being good, but I want to experience a good God. And, and you saying, you know what, tonight is the night that I make the best decision that I've ever made in my life. I want to give my life to Christ. This is what I want you to do. All you need to do is text one word, text the word salvation to the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Text salvation to that number uh, and we'll walk you through the plan of salvation and you can begin to experience right now at this moment a good God. All right. Now, if, if you if you say, you know what, I've been I've been I've been floating around here a little bit. Uh, I don't believe that I stumbled on uh, this Bible study tonight. Uh, I need to be a part of a church family that got some good teaching. OK, I need I need I need a family that's going to show me some good love and some good accountability. And you believe that abundant faith is that place. If you believe that God is leading you here, uh, I want you to be obedient right now and text one word family to the number on your screen. Three one seven five two zero one eight nine. Too. If you want to make it official with the Abundant Faith family, just text one word family uh, and we'll get you going from there. All right. Last but not least, uh, if you want prayer, you say, you know what? I know God is good. I haven't been good. Uh, areas of my life are not good. I need to get myself together. As a matter of fact, I know I can't get myself together. I need God to get me together. Uh, you can text the prayer line 24-7. Our prayer team is ready and waiting to pray with you and pray for you. You can send your prayer request to the number on your screen. Three uh, number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Now, if you want to join the Abundant Faith family, 
and or you need prayer, you can also uh, go to AFCCINDY, AFCCINDY.com, and you can submit prayer requests and join our family uh, on our website as well. All right. Now, uh, we're going to get ready to close up, y'all. Uh, I want to remind all of the Abundant Faith family members, I need you here at 9 a.m. on Saturday, y'all. We got work to do. We got work to do. Bring your mask. I need you here at 9 a.m. on Saturday. All hands on deck. Uh, let's get this work knocked out. Uh, y'all all know what we got going on. Uh, uh, we'll reveal it outside the house later. Y'all know what we got going on, and we, we are so excited about it. Uh, but I need you here at 9 a.m. this Saturday, all right? All right, let's get ready to pray, y'all, and let's get out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you. God, we praise you. God, we thank you for being good. God, we thank you for being better than good. We thank you for being more than excellent. We thank you for being perfect in all your ways. And God, we thank you that you saw fit to use little old us uh, to exhibit your goodness here on the earth. So God, we pray right now. That anybody that is listening, whether it be live or on replay, uh, that we would not only appreciate your goodness, but that we would adopt your goodness and that we would be able to show the goodness of God here on earth. God, now my prayer is that you would convict the heart of anybody who does not know you as their personal savior. Draw them near to you in this moment. And God, if you see fit, let us be the one to lead them to you. God, we ask we ask a special prayer for anybody that can hear me, uh, either on live or on replay, uh, that says, you know what, abundant faith is where I need to be. God, we ask that you would give them a spirit of obedience and lead them uh, to where you are sending. And God, last but not least, we ask that you would continue to keep us. God, we ask that you would continue to be good to us as we make an attempt to do good in your name. Now, God, we ask that as we get ready to go down from here, that you would dismiss us from our Bible study, but never ever from your sight. God, we thank you, praise you, and honor you in Jesus' name. And it's in that name we say amen. All right, y'all, that was your midweek recharge. Some of y'all, you came in late. That's all right. Go back and listen to it again. Give us about 30 minutes. We'll have it up on Spotify. Uh, you can listen to it there, the audio version. Uh, you can always go to YouTube. You can go to AFCC Indie. Uh, we, we got it in all these platforms for you. Uh, but remember that God is good. And because God is good, uh, we can do good. And so uh, as we get ready to push forward, uh, as we realize that there has been a shift uh, in our in our in our uh, society in our country uh, a transfer uh, of power we we just want to stay focused uh, on it on the goodness of God all right so uh, let us uh, get ready to go y'all I will see y'all uh, some of y'all I'll see bright and early 9 a.m Saturday morning others of y'all I will see y'all bright and early 10 a.m Sunday morning I love you and have a blessed rest of your week <laughs>